0: Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to The Refuge Podcast. We are all about unifying a generation of college students to be disciple-making followers of Jesus. It's our goal each week to equip and empower you to make disciples on your college campus, whether you're enrolled in a university, taking a gap year, attending school virtually, or simply 18 to 25. Grab your AirPods and let's have a conversation. So when Caitlin and I were dating, uh, long distance. I was at University of Mobile in Alabama, and Caitlin was at UNC Charlotte uh, in Charlotte. And uh, we are long distance, but I was finishing up a worship leadership degree, which people don't think that's real, but it was real. And during that, obviously, I was very engaged with light like, leading worship and leading worship in churches, for youth groups, for college ministries, stuff like that. And the more that Caitlin and I were together, it kind of hit me that she did not really have the background or not really background but the she wasn't really i'll just put it bluntly she wasn't up to the current songs of worship i'm offended that oh well uh just wait so she it just it seemed as though the songs that were like really good worship songs then she was like 12 or 15 years behind on that and it was largely in part because of the youth group that she was a part of that I don't know if some of you remember, they're not going to remember people that are listening to this, but basically it was like, as if we were singing songs now and then you go to Caitlin and she's like, Adam, have you heard the song shout to the Lord? I mean, that song is awesome. Like that is amazing. I love that song. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I sang that when I was like in middle school. That was kind of how it was. I mean, am I right, Caitlin? Come on. I
1: mean, I don't know how to describe it other than I hadn't been entered into the world of, <laughs> you know, quote unquote worship music—the kind of style that you had been in, Caitlin, into.
0: Caitlin, it was when it was when like worship was—you're in a worship service, you're raising your hands because the Holy Spirit is powerful—and then for Caitlin, worship was doing the motions to the song "Light the Fire." Or like the echo parts of song. It was basically choir, but y'all called it worship.
1: Okay, I I hear you, but you also <laughs> literally could be offending people out there. I <laughs> that wasn't a part of my upbringing in church. Is people worshiping and raising their hands in worship. That was not like the style of worship. Like not that it wasn't the style. It just right. that's not how what worship was. So I do want to say. <laughs> The best jams in my youth group were ones with motions where we were yelling at each other, like competing, like who can sing something the loudest, like singing things in rounds like light the fire, light the fire. And then like, you know, fill my cup, fill fill my my cup, cup. let it overflow. Like those were my jam because they were just fun. Now, did I feel like I was filled with the Holy Spirit and I was singing those songs? Negative. But (laughs) I hadn't reached that point in my faith yet, to be honest. So... I know a lot of other people growing up in maybe the Methodist Church like I did. Mm. That that was what you sang in youth group. You said it. I did You were it. in a Baptist church. Amen. And I don't even know what songs you sang, but I. It, it wasn't until I went to Passion in college that I really saw, and and what my eyes were open to a whole new like realm of worship, and not realm, but I don't know. I right. guess for me, my style and real. Where I, what I what real worship. Real, okay. <laughs> literally (laughs) oh gosh and so I know it's different for everybody out there but that was for me when I felt like I really felt the Holy Spirit in worship and I was like whoa this is like something different than I've ever experienced
0: before yeah and I'm not I'm obviously picking at Caitlin because I was you know we were singing songs like this is the air I breathe that felt a little more emotional and Caitlin's over there going repeat after me oh feel my cup feel my my cup and I'm like what is that? And if Kristen Barnes, uh Caitlin's friend, is listening, she's probably very offended about what I'm saying because she loved that stuff too. And oh, the yeah. fact that you called them jams—that is the—that's the separation there. That's there's a problem. But anyway, yeah. you're right. That I'm not inferring that it's real worship if you raise your hands or if you're singing the right songs. Also, uh, I text
1: Kristen like last week, and I was like. <laughs> It was something about the song that's like, rise and shine and give God God God." glory, glory, (laughs) Glory, Yeah, they send it on kids shows. So that was one of our youth group songs. And I was like, "What?" yeah, it was like, we should just like go wake up our kids to that song. Just screaming it one I feel
0: like it was, it was funny or like it was, it was a popular thing to do Thing Like kids sing that song. Like that was a kids ministry song. You know? Why were teenagers singing that song in a worship service? I
1: don't know. I don't know.
0: What is wrong with? Okay, sorry. Anyway, you're right. You went to Passion. We had it. We went, Caitlin and I had been going to Passion. For we went three years in a row, I think, when we were dating. Uh, Caitlin's aunt lives in just outside of Atlanta. And so we would stay with her. It was exhausting, but we would drive down downtown, go to Passion. Amazing. If you've never been to the Passion conferences, you, you need to figure out a way to go at least once. Uh, it's an amazing experience. And so that was uh, an eye-opening experience. I mean, for me growing up, and again, I, I did grow up in a Baptist church, and so it was not like what I would consider this super vibrant, like energetic, alive <laughs> kind of worship services. It was on the traditional side, but again, that's okay. Um, in my undergrad, when I was doing my worship leadership degree, one of our classes, we did week-long classes during the breaks, and that was kind of like an intensive. And one of the classes is a week-long class about... The transition of going from traditional worship to contemporary worship, and it was a big you know big debate at that time. churches were splitting over it. it was like a really big deal uh, but we're not here to debate that. what we're really here to talk about is why why worship why are we called to worship why is it important to worship um we could I could talk about this for hours i mean i I love the conversation. I love sitting down and talking with some of my worship leader friends and just having conversations about different styles of worship. And I remember back years ago when I was working with Josh Vi and uh, Matt Keith and Jordan Lino and uh, some of the, the staff there, and we were having philosophical questions and, and conversations around worship and what songs do you sing? What songs should you not sing? And it got very detailed, very detailed. And uh, I think some of that may have been a little overkill, but the, the biggest question that we want to answer a few questions, but uh, first and foremost, Caitlin, you kind of already mentioned this, but what does worship mean to you personally, aside from all of the styles and all the different, you know, genres of music, and I'm not a big, like, K-Love fan. I don't, I, I'm, I don't want to hear Rich Mullins anymore, okay? He passed away years ago. He was great when I was in middle school. He shouldn't be on the radio anymore unless, it, we should have a, cla- okay, I'm getting on a tangent. Yeah, if we have- should have a classical Christian music radio station, and it's the oldie, okay, oldies, Christian oldies, and it's just the oldies from 2000 and back, and then there's like the current modern Christian radio station that is 2010 and before, in between 2000 and 2010. Just forget them, but something newer. We if you haven't
1: we... picked up on this yet, Adam, I'm he is probably one of like the most opinionated people when it comes to <laughs> wor- his style of worship music. And honestly, you're really, really good at it. I think you, you really know how to set like the tone and an environment for worship. And I think there's a lot of things in like detail that you pay attention to that I other people necessarily don't when it comes to a worship service. And I re- I do think you're really good at that. You Thank care you about things on. that maybe other people think aren't that big of a deal or why do you care so much? But like it really makes a difference when you're like in that worship moment. And um, I think it's cool that you're really passionate about it. Um, I think worship to me personally, again, there's a million definitions for this, but what what comes off of the top of my head is really one of the main ways that I connect with God. I think it's uh, way more than just music. I think we say this a lot too, but I will say through through worship songs um, is one of my most intimate ways of like being with the Lord. Um, that's how I I just process a lot of things, how I spend a lot of time with him, how I keep like him as my like priority throughout my day um just through song of worship but of course worship is so much more it's just how we live our life it's kind of like this echo um of living our life for him and so i feel like for me it's just one of my main like mainstream ways to glorify god but also be in relationship with him
0: is through worship yeah that's good that's good and that, i think i mean the word relationship always sticks out when it comes to us and god because it is a relationship and in a, in a relationship with him our most powerful way to communicate with him is worship. And I I feel like, I mean, you said it, and everyone's heard it, that worship is not just music. It's not standing in a congregation and listening to four songs and then being done. And then the whole time you felt tension of people, you know, there's a guy over here that's doing weird things in worship, and there's a person over here that's, you know, jumping up and down. And in this whole time you're kind of reading this environment. And uh, Worship is just simply... I love the definition that Louis Giglio gives, but it's it's just giving God his breath back. And it's, you know, God, you wake up in the morning, and the very first thing you should be thankful for is the breath that you take when you first wake up. You have new life. You have breath. You have his mercies are new that day. And so from the very beginning, you wake up, start your day with worship, and the worship could be thank you for a new morning. And I feel like just giving God back everything he's giving you is is an act of worship. And so for for me, like, obviously I love a a worship service. I love the music aspect of it. I love leading worship. Um, I I enjoy those moments. We're going to go do a worship night uh, tomorrow. We're leaving tomorrow to go to UNC Charlotte to do one. And um, it's not some big, we're not in this big room. We're not, it's not, there's no band, there's no speakers. Uh, It's just whoever wants to show up and we're just going to to sing songs to God and uh, about him and worship. And I think a lot of times we can get thrown off by that. I I feel like people get thrown off by like, oh, this is awkward, or because it it, it mixes singing with it. The thing is you can't say, well, I'm not musical, I'm not a singer, so therefore I struggle worshiping. You you have to find whatever. For me, it's music. I love that. But you have to find your thing. Maybe you're a great artist. You draw, then you should – draw you should write things you should draw things out find a way to give whatever God's giving you find a way to give that back to him that's what worship means to me personally is just giving it all back to him and I can't get I I, I, it's like a curse I can get real
1: super critical yes very it's
0: hard for me sometimes to, to be in a worship service and focus on God when the drummer is off of the click track or when you know the electric guitar player doesn't think it's important to tune his strings. And now he's in the middle of a song and the string, I can all I, it's like my head is twitching sideways. Like all I can hear is that string. So yes, that's difficult, but it's about shutting out all those distractions and worshiping.
1: Another thing I think is really cool about worship is how it just like, it unifies us like, Hmm. or it brings us all together. Like, I love that. Like we can all come together and like all sing. And like at the same time, we're all like giving God praise and, Um, it's really neat to like when you're in huge worship settings, like if you've had the opportunity to go to these conferences or whatever, when there's literally thousands of you singing, it's just, it's like, it gives you, gives you a glimpse of heaven. I feel like there's no other like place where I feel like you like are experiencing worship on that level with so many people that just makes you feel like, gosh, this has got to be a glimpse of what heaven is. Because when we get to heaven, we're just going to be worshiping him constantly, so I guess, too, another question that we should hit on is why is it important for us to worship regularly, not just right. in those moments or at retreats or at on Sunday mornings? But what, what's the importance of worshiping
0: regularly? Yeah, I think that going back to the word relationship, and this is always a great example, but like in our marriage, if I just spoke to you one day a week, I gave you flowers that day, went all out, cooked you breakfast, you know, it's like Mother's Day or something, and that one day a week I do that, but then the rest of the time, the other six days of the week, I'm out. Like I'm busy, I'm doing stuff, and I can't talk to you. That's not gonna go well between me and right. you. Like you're not gonna like that. And so building and growing in your relationship with Jesus and your intimacy with Jesus, which we've talked about a good bit on this podcast, then worshiping him regularly is that that way that you can grow in your relationship with him. And I feel like you know, there was a message uh, years ago that John Piper spoke. He presented at Passion, and it was called, Is God Egotistical? And I remember just the, f- the title of it. I was like, that, I don't like that. I don't like calling. You can't call God egotistical. Uh, but it was a great message about the fact that everything that God created and did uh, in the world and everything he does for us is so that we can, in turn, give him all the glory. He is for us. But his being for us is about him. (laughs) And that's sometimes hard for us to comprehend. And in today's world, it's all about our rights and what we can do and what we can, you know, improving ourselves. But worship is all about giving him all the glory and no matter what happens. And so doing that regularly is only going to help you grow in your relationship with him. But another, it does a lot of things. Another great thing is the fact that we say this phrase, and you've heard it before worship is our warfare. It is a way for you to fight against the enemy in your life. You feel like bad things are happening or the enemy's attacking you, or maybe you say yes to God and you're like, yes, God, I'm going to do this. I'm going to lead this Bible study. I'm going to get involved in this uh, campus ministry or whatever it may be. I'm going to start serving in a local church. Well, then all of a sudden, you're going to experience some hardship, maybe financially, maybe relationally, whatever it may be. It's because the enemy is attacking you because you are saying yes to God. Well, a great way, and I would say maybe the best way to combat the enemy is worshiping God, singing, the, having those songs playing in the background all day long. Turn off the country music and whatever else, just country music, turn it off, and listen to worship music and have that playing. Have it in your mind, in your heart, and that will help you combat the enemy.
1: There's nothing like worship. It it gets our eyes off of ourselves and mm. put, points us towards heaven, you know, and yeah. so I think it's, it's a place that you want to be. It's a posture that you want to have where we're, our gaze is not fixed on ourselves and um, being so selfish in so many thoughts in so many ways. But when we can make worship a part of our daily routine, a part of our daily lives, just integrated into who we are, it puts everything in perspective for us of what really, truly matters. Um, not to say that the way you're feeling doesn't matter or whatever, but when we really can fix our eyes on him. And that's worship. right? Like you said, we could talk about worship for a very long time, of yes. course, but I'm um, just in closing, I guess we might go over our time just a couple minutes today, but what are some practical ways do you think, you know, that we can be incorporating worship into our everyday life? Maybe there's somebody out there right now that struggles and they feel like, I don't know how to do that. If I'm doing it, what does that look like? I don't even know where to start.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I- the first thing I thought of, we mentioned before having worship playing in the background and just little things like that. I like to think of filling the gaps. So fill the gaps of your day with worship. Walking into class. You're going to have a five-minute window of just it's not enough time to get into something. I'm just walking to class, and usually that's like mindless you know, time. Well, in that five minutes, pray. Say a prayer. Prayer is worship. So in that five minutes walk into class, you're not talking to anybody. Maybe you put your headphones on, play some instrumental music. Hammock is a great group to look up for instrumental music. You guys know more music than I do, but uh, they're my go-to because it's real relaxing. So put on some relaxing music, whatever, and just pray. God, today... Blah blah. Just talk to him. Uh, fill the gaps. Maybe you're uh, walking back from eating. Maybe you're you're in the car by yourself. You know, for like the first time in a month because you guys are always around each other. But uh, you know, whatever. Whenever you have those gaps in your day where it's just kind of dead time, uh, fill that gap with worship. Fill it with some with something. With think about your favorite worship song. And this is something I did uh, a long time ago, but take a worship song right now that's really impacting you. You love it. It's your go-to. This song is my, as Caitlin would say, my jam. So take that song and write out the lyrics in a journal and just really look at those lyrics and let those lyrics kind of like, I don't know, almost meditate on them. And, You might do that and go, gosh, these lyrics are just great. Thank you, God. And it's a way of worship. You might look at those lyrics and go, wow, I didn't really think about them until now. I don't really agree with them. It it helps you in breaking down the song. But it's also a great way to worship and fill in those gaps. So fill the gaps of your day with some type of worship, prayer, music, just meditation, just thinking about him, asking him things, being super honest. It's part of that relationship building. I don't know. What are some things that – because you, when you were in college, that was kind of a, a transition moment for you when you were going from, oh, fill my cup, to, like, actually, you know, real worship. So.
1: Yeah, I would say, too, if, like, you don't know where to start, like, I would say music. Like, that's the obvious one. Um, and so find those songs that speak to you that you feel like you're able to connect with the Lord in a way that is relatable. Um, maybe you go to a church, you you like the songs that you hear, write them down. Like I remember like yeah. there would be songs I hear on a Sunday morning and I'm like, oh, that's a good one. Let me write it down. And then I would go back and try to find it myself. Um, you know, there's different play. We have a, a refuge like playlist out there. If you want to have a, a bunch Shout of, out. um, we can put the link in the bio of this podcast. But we have a playlist of different worship songs that, um, we feel like are theologically sound and all of that. So I would definitely yeah. say just start with music. Like, um, that music has a way of just like speaking to us, right? And, um, yeah, I think filling the gaps is a great way to start.
0: Yeah, and I would say just the last thing, as we close, to don't don't overthink it. Don't overthink music, lyrics, the the whole act of it. It's just worship should be a natural response and a natural um, feedback of what God is doing in your heart, maybe what God has put in your mind, some thoughts in your head, whatever it may be. And all you are doing is expressing back to him how you feel about whatever he's doing. So worship is not this emotional tie, where you have to be crying in a worship set or whatever—like it's not—it's not all the emotion tied into it. It's just simply what God is doing in your heart, and you are responding to that. You're giving Him back what He's given to you freely. And so, um, I love the conversation. I love the topic. As you can tell, I could ramble about worship and just talk about it uh, a lot, and I get very nerdy about song selection and uh, singability and the right keys. I mean, I I get obsessive about that stuff. So if any of you want to talk about it, I'm always available to talk about that. But find a way to fill the gaps with worship this week uh, and that will help you grow in your relationship with Him and your intimacy with Jesus. Hope you guys have a great week. We'll catch you next time. Hey, thanks for listening to the Refuge Podcast. We hope that you enjoyed the conversation and were encouraged in some way. Be sure to subscribe and share the podcast, and we will catch you guys next time.